to possess the other becomes a replacement for the connection that the rejection type assumes is not on the table. Absolutely. So with mother stuff is one-to-one and it's very intimate, close, mm-hmm. you know, and that's analogous to two. And father is like when your father takes you somewhere to go experience something and ah. go see something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. Like that's the story that the rejection type has for themselves. Yes. Yeah. But they're not half a fucking person. Right. Yeah, you got them. You possessed them. Then there's the surrender part. You know what I'm saying? The big hormone anagram. John Lukovic, uh, sexual self-pres, 45 wing, 45 H Hi, I'm David Gray, self-pres, sexual, 9 with 1, 9, 7, 4, trifix. What up, it's Emika, I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self-pres, with 8, 5, 4, fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy, I am a self-pres, social, 3, wing 4, with a 3, Six, nine, try if you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Ever since we did the first one, I had like a week where every day, like a new insights were flooding in where I'm just like feverishly trying to write it down, you know, just like the new words to sort of capture uh, exactly what I think is going, at least what resonates with me. And... Mm-hmm. So Joseph had some insights that we sort of tried to uh, quickly capture. And there was a couple of new things that came out of that call, such as like the different ways that uh, rejection types are very sensitive to, to what degree that they're penetrating the other. And that opened up a whole new vista of uh, realizations about rejection. And then I realized what it all came together, like it came back to that thing that David initially said on the first call where the type structure of rejection is shaped by penetration. And when you put penetration and leverage together, what do you get? It's different degrees of possessing the other, mm-hmm. which that word is generally associated with sexual eight, and which is kind of what started this whole thing. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really relate to this, the idea of trying to occupy um, someone's attention. It's not really getting at what's going on. But what rejection types are trying to do is in their offering is that rejection is assuming that um, two-way connection is off the table. I'm a fraction of a person subconsciously don't believe it's possible. So the only way that I can make contact with another is through my offering. And that offering has to make up for the fact that I can't receive or I don't expect to receive. So I have to penetrate the other to reach a place within the other that uh, is potent enough where they can't leave. So, yeah, I, yeah. so I, I, instead of connection, which I don't believe is possible, I settle for possession, which ensures that I remain cut off from the other. Yes, definitely. But it's also kind of like a shadow in the way. Because to possess and to have an underlying desire to possess is kind of the opposite of rejection amputation. Oh, yeah. Maybe one angle. Well, it's, I've been, the word rejection is, just has several connotations because it implies a choice. Uh, You know, retroactive amputation is something that you said that was really good. 
Mm. And what I, the distinction I try to make with, uh, on the call with Joseph is that um, it's the assumption that I'm, I'm, it's not available. That the parts mm -hmm. of me that don't have, that can't apply leverage are not available. And that's something I try to... Oh. Go ahead. Yes, so I want to jump in. There's, there's sort, of, sort of two things that uh, come up. And I just got... I, I've been, I, I listened to the last pod with Joseph like in, in little beats, bits and pieces, so I might be lo losing some threads. But yeah. Uh, so the first thing is like, yeah, like... You know, when I describe sexual aid as like wanting to occupy someone's attention, like I don't mean it's like performing so that you're like, look at me, look at me, look at me, but it's like to penetrate into them so it's like they don't even see anybody else, you know? Mm, it's like, mm, okay. it's not, not like the sexual aid wants to be on, 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 like energized in your face all the time. It's like, all right, after you've met me as a man, like you, there are no other men exist. Like you will not meet another man, mm, you know? Like, right. Like you can go to the grocery store, you can go out with your friends, you can do whatever, but you won't know of another man. You know what I'm saying? Here, okay. Let me provide a little bit more, because uh, I that is that is getting closer to it, but it's even more, it's even more um, penetrating than that. <laughs> so mm -hmm. here's 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 what all the rejection types are trying to do. I realize that all the all the rejection types are because I listened to the Nick Loss interview and I, I was floored. I was, I, I, I don't know if you, either of you had watched I that did. one. Yeah. I was floored. Cause I was, uh, I was like trying to find to see if he was using similar language. Cause I haven't watched what he was saying. And I was wondering if from a two perspective, if he was approaching or if I could relate to what he was saying. And it was just, it, I was floored because he was using a lot of the same language even before, you know, we did these, this call and he said something about like, he's looking for uh, vulnerability in the other's heart, something that he can take care of. Um, and that as a two, he doesn't, the, the shadow of the two is that he doesn't believe that the connection is on the table. So the only thing that can guarantee that the person stays is if he finds this vulnerable this vulnerable vulnerability in this, this other person's heart that only he can take care of. Mm -hmm. And I, when I read that, I was just like, I had to pause and like walk. Cause I was like, Oh shit, this is, that's the core of what the sexual, each of the rejection types are, are trying to do this. So yeah. the five wants to penetrate and drill into the head center and find this like untouched portal of discovery, you know, symbolic object or, or, or point of discovery. And the eight wants to, expand on a leverage point something so potent that because the body center is about being it's about experience so to rewrite an experience uh for someone for maybe like attraction or a social dynamic um to rewrite it in such a way that it completely obliterates what came before and what came after so it's not that no other men exist it's more that i've rewritten what it means to be attracted to a man Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, so to the sense that you could be attracted to someone else. It's not to say that you couldn't be with someone else is that it's not going to be this. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's not. So I was, I was thinking about competition and jealousy. And one of the things that I like, you know, the way you frame the sexual instinct, it rings true, but it's not, it's not as a body type. I wouldn't, I wouldn't frame it that way. So like you say, you know, putting yourself ahead of sexual competition i i was reflecting on that after all this rejection talk and i was like you know what that's that's very much like a heart centered frustration perspective because from the rejection point of view if if we if i reach or my offering or my existence penetrates deep within the, the other 
and reaches this previously untouched place and rewrites what that even means, it, obliter it obliterates the idea of competition. It's like I'm occupying a place within the other or I'm possessing a place within the other that no one else can touch. So not to say that that person might not fall in love again or experience chemistry with someone else, but it's just going to be something else. It's not going to be this. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do. And, but, and like, I think that's accurate from the point of view of rejection, but I think that as like in there, so one of the things that you, you guys said, and maybe I'm mishearing or whatever in the, in the thing with Joseph was, that it's not that rejection types are rejecting themselves. It's that they're, I can't remember the way you put it, but they, that they are rejecting themselves. And it's just, it's like all the leverage stuff, all like, like two, for example, has to, has to resist their own protective function. They have to resist their own autonomy, right? Mm -hmm, they're like mm -hmm, constantly mm -hmm. pushing that away to keep their relationships going. It's because it's like, it's because they don't trust in that their own autonomy that they have to keep leaning into relationships. But then as soon as, the parts of them uh, that would represent their autonomy, their protective function start to surface, they do cut those off and resist them and kind of mm -hmm. say to themselves unconsciously, like, I have to double down into relationship. I have to use yes. my, you know, I, I'm, I have a super ego guilt that I'm doing something that is pulling me out of uh, the relational field or whatever. Yes. And like eight, you know, it's like, like you see it all the time with eights. It's like they're, you can see that things do touch their heart. Right, right. You know, it's like, like, I, I understand it's like just an issue of language, but like in, in, you know, like, it's like eights have all that soft spot in them. Right. It's just that they are resisting it. Like, you know, there's, they're cutting it off, but it's not like totally severed. And so sometimes it leaks up out of the surface and like, you know, the, the archetype built, like, I, you know, I think stories are illustrative of stuff. And so like, you'll see like the story of the gruff older eight man who, uh, befriends a young child or an animal or something and it's like right. you know like Lo logan like i love wolverine yeah. it's like logan is like he's got this girl that like sort of represents his heart and it's like oh shit it actually is there the whole time right 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 so it, with, the, with the with the with the thing about sexual competition it's like i mean the rejection no matter what type you are rejection wise there's insecurity there because the ego is just insecure yeah but it's kind of like cutting off the, it's like no i i'm totally dominating it but it's like uh there's still some way that the eight is needing to do the penetration right as an insecurity thing but they're also doing the penetration as a partial self so yes. there's a certain way in which um it, it results in some kind i mean it, 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 it again it's like it, it gets out of what you were describing it like it's out of actual relationship on the table yes that's mm. yeah that's what i've been reflecting on is that it can be that the juice, as Niklas was talking about, is becomes the rejection dynamic, which is this lopsided possession of a part of this other person where I'm still not actually in a relationship with this person. It's only a part of myself that is I'm doubling down on to penetrate the other. And it feels like it's like possession now becomes what I've settled for mm, instead mm -hmm. of a real yeah. connection. Yes, But the problem is that there's such a high for a rejection type. You can be into the dynamic more than you're you actually seeing or into that person. Because it's not necessarily like you're like creating the penetration because it's just you meet someone and maybe the chemistry or whatever it is, like that person just happens to 
really respond to whatever it is you're offering. And so that dynamic becomes the drug. Oh, God. Yeah. Totally. More, than, more than the person. Rejection types can get uh, addicted. Like a, you know, Nicholas used that, Nicholas used that word. Addicted to doubling down on you know, either the protecting function or the, the nurturing function. Or in the case of five, you know, the abst- abstracting symbolic object. Just addicted to that penetrating offering and getting deeper into the other and the other if the other is allowing themselves to be penetrated by what the rejection type is offering to get you know to to possess the other becomes a replacement for the connection that the rejection type assumes is not on the table absolutely so with with sexual aid it's it's uh activating an experience and not as much activating a relationship yes Say it again, activating an experience, not a relationship? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, two yeah. is the relationship, right? Yeah. And eight is the experience. Well, I would say that, I would say that uh, it doesn't seem like two is the relationship because it's, well, it's, not really, it's not really a relationship if the two is just taking care of the other. For sure. It's more like it's the, uh, I don't know what to call it, uh, but it's more like a, a heart, um, an emotional landscape. Mm-hmm. They're they're activating True. an emotional landscape, and with the eight, uh, my sexual instinct or my instincts are from the perspective of being and perspective of, of an experience, and so it's like my existence facilitated this experience for you that mm-hmm. um, is such like a, a tier one level of penetration. And that's one thing that that I um, I uh, was thinking about is that experience basically woke me up to. The idea that that was even possible, that my personhood could, you know, what we talked about in the soul intercourse was that was a, that was a before and after experience for me in the sense that that was the first time that my personhood had penetrated another in such a deep life transformative way that it obliterated whatever I thought was possible in terms of attraction before, because uh, it may be in the past, I would more insecure sexually in terms of like, how good do you look? What's your sexual prowess? I mean, why are these girls leaving? Or, you know, maybe I'm not fucking them well enough, or I need to have more money. Like all these things that are in some ways commodities that are replaceable. So for, to experience for the first time that who I am could activate an experience for somebody uh, was like, holy shit, that's, that's, that's irreplaceable. <laughs> yeah. No, th- so, I mean, during that experience, like, I think I even commented on the way that your being neededness was mm-hmm. a turn on for you. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And I mean, and, 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 you know, you can see like, that's the line to two right, right there. You know, it's like, uh, in both, like I, David, I think you're right to use the term experience versus relationship, but it's like, it's more like parental relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like a adult adult relationship yeah. it's no. like a parental relationship it's, and so i think you said something um the experience over the relationship or something like that also like i i, I know i'm reusing a lot of the words but uh i mean it rang true with uh my experience with past relationships as well of like not a lot of relatedness but uh i offered guidance and protection you know like <laughs> i i was with somebody that couldn't get around for, independently for a while you know Mm-hmm. and uh, couldn't navigate because it was a whole different place. And so, um, I, like, I can recognize 
in even in that like line of two in myself of when somebody feels when I can feel somebody being um like opened up mm-hmm. in the heart space from my heart. Yeah. You know, like when I'm um like I don't know, even even in coaching and stuff like that, like I can feel feel that and it's like it's it's still not about me as a person in some way, but it's like I don't know. <laughs> Oh, this works, you know. Yeah, like- yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it's. Go ahead, go ahead. The the parental things also making me think of sort of like an analogy or whatever the right word is for it, but just uh, like mother stuff is one to one, and it's very intimate, close, mm-hmm. you know, and that's analogous to two. And father is like when your father takes you somewhere to go experience something and ah. go see something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Out in the world, yeah. It, you know, I just I was also reflecting on, um, just my cynicism when people say they like me or they uh, love me or you know, it's like where is that coming from? And I started mm-hmm. to realize that I know that there are different tiers of penetration. Like you know, for example, when you st- when I started liking the enneagram, getting to the enneagram, let's say it's tier five. I, I like the enneagram, and I'm interested. I'm curious about it, and I start to realize that the enneagram that these types are real, and I you can type people. Now I'm excited about the enneagram, and a couple years go by. I know what my type is. I'm starting to be able to recognize people's types around me, and now I'm like really passionate about it. So we're like at tier three, and I get start to get really good at it and I'm starting to like really learn the Enneagram. It's like opened up a whole new world for me. And now it's like, I'm, I'm like five, six, seven years have gone by. Now I'm really obsessed with the Enneagram. I didn't expect to get here. Now, like 15 years has gone by and the Enneagram has like lodged itself into my psyche. It's part of who I am now. It's, it's possessed me. It's taken. So that like tier one level of, of penetration on some level, I feel like, uh, I don't know if this is true for all rejection types, tracking to what degree it matters or to what degree this offering has penetrated. So when someone says, I like you, my, my first thought is like, I mean, how much? Mm. It's like you, if you, if you like a guy, if some girl says, oh, you're really cute. Uh, you're really hot. I'm thinking there's a million cute hot guys. There's a whole nother tier one level of like your personhood has invaded my own sense of self and how I experience the world. It's beyond like, you look good, you're sexy, um, or you're interesting, you're funny. Um, so there's so many different tiers of how a person might penetrate another. And I was just reflecting on how like this thing that we see say about twos or that they're creepy and they're trying to get into your heart and like, dude, all the fucking rejection types are doing that shit in, in their, in each of their centers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that, that possession, like re- realizing that word really gets at what the rejection um, dynamic is about is, you know, how I'm, I'm limited to this function or this fraction of a person where I, I, that's the way I see myself. And so I'm doubling down on reaching into you to grab a hold of some, you know, previously untouched part of you that ensures that you're not going anywhere. It, it reminds me of the thing we've said about fives. You know, they 
in a conversation, they start going on their thing. And so they're steering, they're trying to steer your, possess your head center. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that, that word just, it's been hitting me hard. Like, holy shit, man. I'm just, we're just as, all the rejection types are just as creepy. Like two is not the creepy one. Like they're all creepy from the perspective that our own centers. (laughs) Yeah. It's five wants to, like change the way you see yes like Mm. remove your eyes and put in new eyes to like Uh you know uh five eyes is kind of like uh what is like seeing the matrix yes you know like code and they like want to do that but like in your in their way you know like Mm -hmm. you're gonna see things through my lens another piece to this though i think uh you can correct me if i'm wrong but i think that part of it though is like Rejection type definitely wants that possession, but they're also really, um, there's a part of them that is angling for somebody who can get through all their rejection-y stuff and kind of touch underneath that. Yes. And so, you know, like, uh, you know, eight, I think is very clear where eight does have a soft spot and they do want somebody who can find that and hold that and meet that. But they're also like, on one hand, they're, gravitating towards those who for example they might project heart onto mm-hmm. because oh then i can find my heart or i think two will uh on one hand be attracted to people that are kind of like difficult and maybe like stubbornly independent yeah um well you know like i mean my my mom my dad and and it's like kind of like let me get some of that independence mm. you know and I, it's harder for me to say for five uh how that what they're goes. attracted to <laughs> yeah, i don't know if they're attracted to any particular type what are fives I, attracted to <laughs> i would say though it's somebody they can share in their their world with it's like i i want not only to influence the way you think and see things but i want somebody who can alter how i think and see things mm-hmm. you know like i mean uh that that was something that um <laughs> you know before alexander and i were together uh, I'd always like say like, God, like Alexander's so smart. Like she should be on the podcast, you know, like yeah. she's so mm-hmm. brilliant. She's so, she's really, and you know, not, not a core five, but a, a lot of five in me. And, uh, yeah, it's like, like what I can experience with her is I can be in that conceptual in my own conceptual world with her and she can be in her own conceptual world. And then there's like a real overlap where, I mean, I'm like, blown away by the stuff she has to say and all, and all, the insight she has and i'm like i don't experience this with people <laughs> you know? yeah yeah i mean you're fucking lucky dude <laughs> yeah for sure oh the thing you were saying john about um eight and finding you know that vulnerable person to have a relationship to maybe make contact with mm-hmm. that you know so the eight can do that that's also conversely though it's like that thing i was talking about from that book uh, a little book on the human shadow mm-hmm. where if you if you're an eight and you get into a relationship with somebody that's obviously vulnerable then there's sort of this agreement that you're going to be the vulnerable one and I'm going to be the strong one and then <laughs> right, the, yeah. right and then the eight doesn't have to integrate it in a in a way totally got this that's neurotic hole yeah that's exactly what i experienced <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it just it just reinforces. Well, you know, I have to continue to double down on on. I'm the one who takes care of things. I'm the one who fixes things, mm-hmm. and I uh, it sort of puts me in a corner 
or make sure ensures that I remain in that corner where um I mean even just in general in life like the rejection types end up putting them pigeonholing themselves in because they're doubling down so much then those around them then continue to expect them to fulfill that role mm-hmm. and it ensures that you know I don't actually um if I'm doing protecting function for everybody around me then when do I actually get a chance to get to my heart mm-hmm. yeah it's like uh, I want to like let the job go a little bit but yeah. i never yeah. let you sh- i know ne- never let you see that i want to let the job go mm. a little bit yeah. you know like so then people go oh this person doesn't want to stop doing that job so like, <laughs> that's right and so mm-hmm. one thing that i i re- recognize as a sexual rejection type is that it's it's probably it's not necessarily a good thing to get such an insane rejection high from a dynamic because it probably means that the the dynamic is so lopsided that I'm still not there. Oh, okay. So what my, you know, as a sexual type is like, you want to find the, the attraction that gives you the strongest hit of, you know, like I'm so it's a drug thing, but that's for me, that would be continuing or, or putting myself in that rejection corner where if I'm getting this rejection high from a dynamic, it probably means I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not even seeing that person because it's so, I'm possessing such a potent place in their existence that, or such an activating part of their experience that I'm not necessarily even tracking that maybe they're not, they're not even impacting me. I haven't even seen them in this dynamic. I'm just getting high off of my own supply of, oh, they're so into what I am and who I am and what I represent for their experience that I'm not even tracking that maybe they're not really affecting me at all so it just hit me like a ton of breaks uh just like holy shit man like an attraction can be really strong but very wrong yeah and yeah yeah and and so that um there's a kind of attraction that that can you know like it's a two-way street and it doesn't feel as as frenzied (laughs) it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. as rabid um, but it is more of a real connection. It's, it's more of a real thing where it's not like I'm 80% of this dynamic and this person is like 20%, um, which feels more compelling, but it's like, it's just playing into the rejection, you know, possession thing. Uh, and so just reflecting on like how to, uh, loosen the grip. I think, yeah, loosen the grip on this re- possession, possession thing. I think seeing my personhood, I think that was a big shift for me that it's not all the things that I'm doing. It's, it's who I am. And, um, I don't, I, I shouldn't be doubling down or seeking out dynamics where I'm required to double down on activating somebody else's experience. There has to be a two way connection. Well, it's, you know, it's, uh, the, you know, like, like you, you're talking about like some kind of like really strong attraction that is wrong. It's like, Wrong from the perspective that it's just feeding into this rejection possession for sure. dynamic. Well, well, yeah, well, like what, what I mean is like there, there's like there's attractions that are attractive because, and this is like you know when I talk about uh, with object relations co-opting the the instincts mm-hmm. is yeah. like oh you're attracted to somebody and under the guise of the like co-opted sexual instinct you think you're attracted physically or sexually. Uh, 
but it's really like an old emotional dynamic or pattern that reinforces yours being attracted to somebody that's going to reinforce your old pattern. Yes. So it's like, you're not, it's it's not necessarily, uh, there might be a body attraction, but uh, in this case, it'd be like a lot of what's getting pinged is attraction from the ego being excited to reinforce itself (laughs) and it feels novel. It feels like the sexual instinct feels like it's a new thing, but it's like an an old thing in the guise of something new. Yeah. It is. That's a tough thing to come to terms with that, you know, something might be so hot and um, Mm. compelling to you is actually just replaying some old bullshit and that Mm -hmm. something might just seem okay but it has the potential to be something really compelling, like in a real mm-hmm. way. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard to come to terms with because it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just like a drug addict looking for the, the biggest drug high. Yeah. And that biggest drug high is probably like a really bad drug. Like it's not going to end up going anywhere good. And so it's hard to reconcile that. Yeah. It's like going for just frenzied amplification. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Which there's no way to do a relationship there. Y- yeah. Uh, we were talking about this, um, just you know, reflecting on, you know, this this rejection dynamic possession thing. Of it's it's also the lens that I'm seeing. I'm applying to my reality. I'm applying to how I view myself and evaluate or um, any relationship or anything that I'm doing. So what what's understanding what eight is in terms of um, the forcefulness of eight is that. Eights are so potent because they are looking at the parts of themselves that have they can apply leverage or that has a disproportionate effect. So parts of my personality that have the capacity to apply leverage. And that's what I'm going to expand and amplify. And so, for example, I think Joseph sent us a couple messages where he noticed that eights were applying leverage artistically that generally like eights will get into a creative field like music i think he was talking about beethoven and wagner they were composing symphonies that were so impactful in a very specific way that it's it kind of obliterated what a symphony could be that's right and i notice how eights eights want to completely rewrite an experience and they do it by expanding on a certain leverage point that they've discovered maybe like with Trump with the presidency, which is like one of the craziest things that's ever happened. He discovered that he could manipulate the media media with controversial quotes and basically control the media narrative and dominate an election cycle. It's never been done before. And as a president, he, you know, weaponized like his Twitter account. Um, these are like, who else has ever done something like that before? And like a lot of eights end up like finding, hey, this works. This has a disproportionate effect. I'm going to double down, triple down on doing that. And it creates like a really potent effect in a sense that it rewrites what's possible in that field. And I think, um, I think David, you, you responded with something. I can't remember to what he said about eights and art and potency mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, I'm not remembering it right now. Oh, I, I think what you said was that a lot of eights recognize that art itself oh, is, yeah. is a potent uh, leverage point. Right. Because, I mean, and it's particularly, I don't know, art, art, this is a whole other discussion about sort of objectivity in art, but there is, in my view, such a thing as songs, symphonies, paintings, drawings being 
factually good, where they resonate at a at a certain level and have such a completeness to them that there's a kind of penetrating magic there. Yeah, and yeah. that that's leverage right there. And and right. a lot of eights recognize. I mean, that's why we have some art that's lasted hundreds of years. It's because it's this complete um, composition that actually, um, even though it's been celebrated by many, it doesn't need anybody. Mm-hmm. It's this whole, it's this whole egg that's, uh, yeah, just, it's, it's, uh, like pulled some kind of potent magic from the ether or something. Right. That's right. serious leverage right there. Yeah. Like I was just, yeah, I was reflecting on how, um, I think rejection types have an, uh, that's their way of seeing themselves. And so what they bring forth in their personality is what, what can apply leverage. What I'm recognizing in a situation is what I can, where I can apply, what, what's potent about this dynamic. So I've noticed that even in relationships, and I've talked about, I talked about this on the last pod, that I lose the ability to get upset or affected by things, either because I've figured out a way to handle it, or I've decided that that's not something that I can do anything substantial about, so I'm not going to care about it. So what happens over time, that what I care about in any field narrows to basically be what, where I, my personality can apply leverage. So like my interest in the Enneagram, for example, um, I typing had a disproportionate effect on me. I had a disproportionate interest in it. And as I explored it, I had like disproportionate skill for it. And it just became like, um, this people are disproportionately affected by it. So of course my personality unconsciously latched on to typing and, you know, I've invested over a decade of my life, you know, in Enneagram typing. And it just gets to a point where it's like, who's going to ever catch up to something like that? If, if you're possessed by something and you've made it, um, you've made your offering, it becomes a really potent before and after. And so I can see how like eights are looking to do that in whatever field that they're in is to find these lev- potent leverage points and then expanding on that point. And that's what feels incredibly, that, that's what feels forceful about eights is expansion on a potent leverage point. Mm-hmm. Another thing I was thinking about was like, you know, I wonder, cause there was this uh, thread in the group about like, what your favorite films were. And I was like, there's a good chance that the films that I've been really affected by probably have a rejection dynamic at the center of it. I was thinking about this penetration and possession thing and and inception came to mind, which is Christopher Nolan's, we believe is, I believe is a five. And that idea of going into somebody's consciousness multiple layers deep to find uh, yeah. to impl- to implant an idea mm. that can you know to, they were trying the project was to get the son of a a CEO or son of a huge company or owner of a huge company to to sell the company or disband the company and so they had to go a dream within a dream within a dream to implant an idea so that 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 decision would happen i was like that's such like pulling the strings on another's consciousness Mm-hmm. That level of penetration and possession of of a part of another is like that's a rejection story. <laughs> it's uh, taking me sort of symbolically to uh, penetration, which then gets to fertilization. 
and yeah, fertilization yeah. then creates, you know, a, a figurative baby that then expands, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I looked at uh, my list. Uh, I responded to that thread with like five films and I was like, I, when I was answering the question, I was like, I, it's hard to pick a list of your top five films because there are a lot of great films out there. But I was trying to think of, you know, what films have had a disproportionate effect on me? And I thought about There Will Be Blood. I don't know if you've, both of you have seen that. I know yeah, I think. Love that movie. And I didn't expect that film to have an effect on me. It's kind of like a boring t- topic. You're just an oil, yeah. oil man. But the character really had an effect on me. And even the idea of drilling for oil, there was a scene where they had their first successful oil well and the oil was just exploding and he was just standing there just like filled with joy and, and saying, um, there's an ocean of oil underneath this land and only I can get to it. And I was yeah. like, ooh. Yeah, and he says that to his right-hand man, you know, who might have been, I don't know, like an attachment type, right? And like having a team spirit. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's fo- and, and that was part of what was brutal about that that line right there only i can get to it and i was like oh man that's that's like some that's getting deep in terms of like my type structure at least when i think about attraction is like it's not real until i've found a part of her that only i can get to and i was like that's dark (laughs) 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 i recognize in the films that i responded to there's there's a a leveraged rejection dynamic at the center of it. And I just seeing that, oh man, my, my entire life is framed from this point of view. All right, like, spoiler. Uh, with the end of Inception, like, how did the, like, the character maybe, like, they accomplish the mission and he, yes. like, and then he goes, and then, like, the main character uh goes Leonardo DiCaprio goes home to like see his kids because that's where he like couldn't get into the United States or something. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like left ambiguous if he himself like ended up just caught in a fantasy in a or in a dream or something right. or in virtual reality. And then uh and then there will be blood ends with um like him all alone in his mansion. Yep. Yep. And you know that's also kind of rejection y oh yeah one hundred percent. Like you're, that's yeah. Go for that's, it. That's part of what what makes that. Uh, that's why those stories really affected me. It's like here you got an an eight who is like pulling all these strings to get everything. He wants everything. He gets everything, and he loses the thing that matters most, which is a relationship with his son. And in the end, even he gets the he gets the revenge. He gets the sweet fucking revenge of crushing his arch enemy. Letting him know, I drink, I drank your milkshake, the land that you refused to sell me. Like I just slurped out all that oil that you thought I couldn't get. It's like I got like a rejection hit from that. It's like I still got it anyway. I still took it from you. And he, you know, and uh, but he's alone. He, yeah. you know, he alienated his son. Like he has no one. And so that that thing I was talking about, like all the, including two, is that their twos can isolate themselves. Twos aren't really connecting. They're just doubling down on getting into you. It'd be interesting to see if there's like a two director, you know, or like some sort of film that could depict the two's Mm -hmm. rejection thing without going into positive outlook. 
you know yeah, like yeah 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 like how does the two like is there a, is, is there a film that depicts the two ending up alone you know, alone in their own way like the like the, the end of inception thing is pretty is an interesting thing as i'm as you're speaking and i'm thinking about it because it's like um did he get oh, it done or not <laughs> did he do it or did he not did do he, it yeah it's all in my own head right, <laughs> you know, right, i've been living right. in my head like it's just all here and you know it's like maybe he did it and he's still in his head you know whatever it does it's like that whole thing doesn't matter because it's having one kind of single pointed mission mm -hmm. uh and, and and losing so much because of the the narrowness of the ego structure it's yeah. it's the classic story um, the that daniel day lewis character it's just like the eight dictators yeah. they end up because they've been such dicks to everybody around them. <laughs> you know, they're all alone at the end. And it's yeah. like, there they are. It's like uh, Pacino in Scarface. Like, right. he's been an asshole to everybody. And so it's just him in his huge fucking palace mansion, you know, taking on the final enemy onslaught or whatever. Yeah, it's like you got all right. You got it, great. You know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good job. Everybody's Good gone job. though. <laughs> Everybody's gone. There's nobody here to share it with. And yeah, yeah it's it was it's really disquieting to sort of like you know see my parents both as rejection types. They're you know near the end of their life, so it's it's this feeling like looking at them and like it's a cautionary tale to me in the sense that you've done all this shit you've done all this hex adding and making things happen and and possessing different aspects of all these different people's lives but nobody it doesn't feel like no one's really there like they they just have each other but they're not really that connected it feels you know even at, when i was younger i just felt like man my parents are not i don't want to end up in a relationship like that i don't want to end up like my parents like it just feels like what can happen to rejection types is that they just isolate themselves and uh, because they're doing so much for others or possessing others, but no one's really touching the rejection type. And so, um, yeah, I mean, as a sexual type, I just realizing, yeah, I can get a stronger hit of a drug high from a certain dynamic, but it's just playing into this needs to, this need to possess the other and still remain, remain cut off from them. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think we all know this, but just like, uh, you know, sometimes the language of like being half a person or whatever, mm -hmm. it's like, like, that's the story that the rejection type has for themselves. Yes. You know? But they're not half a fucking person. Right. And so some of the, the tricks or whatever, the, the things, ways to get back is like, ex being curious about uh, that other half person, but it's also like, like the loneliness or the disempowerment or whatever it might be, or the ignorance or, you know, whatever the, you know, like I think for five, like there's a very clear sense that they're not a full person, you know, yeah, like, right. Like that's the thing of like, what, what makes avarice the thing is it's like, I don't feel like there's a, a, a robust enough sense of self mm. to like be in the world. Mm -hmm. And so you know, it's, it's, it's getting like, oh, uh, into the body or whatever, like not just being a conceptual being, but it's, yeah, like the, the rejection types, everybody, but the rejection types have to like do that work to uncover those, recover the parts that they've cut off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's like, you know, when we did, you and I did breath work years ago and, uh, you had like 
feelings and images of somebody that you broke up with like a long time ago come up that you're like, I don't even know that bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm. I had, uh, you know, uh, so, so Josh went to Burning Man, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I went to Burning Man like years ago and when I was in college and I had, as like my first real serious girlfriend and she, we were in like a weird space or something. And she, uh, she like like there are these like tents or whatever there's like this, there was a camp called heebie-jeebies it was like uh hippies and yoga and stuff like this and there's big thing and it was kind of like the only chill zone in the whole fucking burning man and um my ex was like we were in a weird space and these guys like go around in alpha girls massages so they can you know like touch their bodies and hook up with them and stuff and it's like you know very transparent and anyway uh my ex That's- like right in front of me uh what like like accepted a massage and i like completely froze like Mm. like physically could not move or speak and i was so like uh, shocked and upset and Mm. um damn yeah that happened oh yeah yeah and i I mean christ i I have a lot of like that's traumatic man (laughs) yeah yeah no well it's funny i mean first of all i i like part of talk like burning you know burning man came up because josh is going and all this other stuff and talking to alexandra and um yeah all my all my emotions from that experience just like like came back wow, wow. and i couldn't i like it, i mean it was crazy this happened so long ago and you know uh yeah it was like right for me and i i, I was frozen and uh i could i was like kind of like shit like you know, being body last, I couldn't get back into my body mm-hmm. and I could barely, I could mutter just like, I said, what are you doing? And then, uh, the guy like goes, Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> and like stops giving him a massage, like gets up and gets uncomfortable and leaves or whatever. Uh, and I don't remember how it resolved or whatever, but like that, like that Holy was something I, I just thought was like, I just thought that was like dead or whatever. Yeah. Like I thought about that since, but like somehow something around it just hit. I think part of it is because Alexandra like brings me in contact with more of myself. Mm-hmm, like just, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, we talked about social blindness and not seeing yourself as a person, yeah, all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Mm. And she's, you know, social city that like mm-hmm. att- attaching and socialing with me all the time. Right. And it just, <laughs> and so, you know, there's like, we're all carrying all that kind of shit that we just thought was like siphoned away and didn't bother us anymore. And then are making decisions, future decisions, based on the way that thing has been cut off. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then that creates a whole other level of bullshit that we've like, that will, mm-hmm. you know, keep cutting more off. That's like all this backlog of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is I, I, I wanted to make that to find a right word to describe my own internal experience, even though I know it's not true yeah. that to, to a rejection type. That's, that's probably the worst that that's probably the wording that they would most um, that might resonate the most, even though it's like, I, those parts of me are still there. I still, I still have a heart. Right. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. feels like it's not there. It feels like a phantom limb. And it feels like, you know, I can feel these faint um, feelings there, but it feels so far away. And so, like, trying to find... Um, I've, I've realized that loosening the grip on the other side of the forcefulness thing of trying to activate and activate and activate, the more you double down on that side, the less yeah. you feel. And so the last couple, the last maybe five years, I mean, Odie has commented multiple times, you know, people who knew me well 10 years ago would 
probably say that I've changed a lot. And uh, in terms of I've softened up. And even the experience of the last year was another huge shift. That shit cracked me open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I think, John, you mentioned it, the New York zone is that I'm different. Yeah. You know, like there's something. And part of what's happening is that I've, I'm just starting to realize how much that my reality isn't just being orchestrated by me. And <laughs> I mean, it's just the lie that I'm telling myself that my yeah, reality no, no, is just funny. completely orchestrated by me. Chemistry is completely orchestrated by me and, and just be affected by an other or by a dynamic. Uh, to be that affected was, you know, was a big deal. And uh, so it loosens the grip on, you know, doubling and tripling down on the protecting and the activating an experience. You know, it softens that up, which means I have a little bit more, a little bit more feeling on the other side. Like I can, that phantom mm-hmm. limb doesn't feel so phantom as, as much. So that's, you know, I guess that's what the, the work for rejection is. Like, how do you not double down as much on the thing that you think your personhood is limited to? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I've just been blown away this last couple of weeks, just realizing, oh, like this is this is it. This is, this is what the rejection, there's some other implications, I think in terms of, uh, even just how sexual is framed and like the wording, for example, like I, I realized that like when I talked to David about the sexual instinct, we're talking about it in terms of an experience because then we're body types and maybe like, you know, your extinctual approaches, like there might be like from the perspective of the different centers, it might be a little mm-hmm. bit different. Like it might mm. hit a little bit different. I don't think body types would necessarily relate to as much. Not to say that it's not true. It's, it still rings true, but it's not the, necessarily the words that it, a body type might use. It's partly a problem of words and layers, I think, or levels. Mm-hmm. Because, I, because, I mean, when you're talking about um, uh, possessing someone in the way that you are, and it's that got that tunneling uh targeting aspect of the sexual instinct mm-hmm. and which is you know uh what is one of it's uh cutting off everyone else all the other men right mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. and <clears throat> so it is on one level c- competitive as hell right yeah. but it's but it, it's just at the heart um version it's more overtly competitive and more and slightly more and maybe you could say more consciously competitive yeah yes consciously competitive is what i'm getting at it's like you're aware of the competition so you have to put yourself ahead of them yes well it's not that i'm not aware or the eights are not aware of the competition it's more that i want to obliterate the concept of competition by rewriting your experience where it's like you you're not even able to at this, it'd be you'd have to be attracted be attracted to someone in a completely different way. It, it's almost like you're saying it's a it's a whole new competition that you're creating. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> the competitive field is now it's different than what it was. Yeah, it's like a, a whole new axis of what attraction means in yes. a sense that I've ruined. There's a there's a now there's a clear before and after, and I, the person you might be into somebody else, but it's like it's gonna a whole new vista of what attraction is has been created. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, you know, I do think it, it, it comes out of a fundamentally competitive oh, yeah. perspective, but it's not 
uh, it's not experienced quite like right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm in neck and neck competition or something. But yeah, something to add there too is that I think that rejection types and you know other types too, but rejection types do like redefine the the game. Yes, right? <laughs> but <laughs> but what can happen? Uh, is they double down on the game. Yeah. That and then the person, redefined. yeah, then the person that they're with starts feeling like I'm not in a relationship. I'm in a game, right? Like I'm oh. in a dynamic and then they like want to leave or something sometimes, you know, not every situation, but sometimes they'll like want to leave because uh, they want a fuller relationship. So I've seen example well, they're being rejected. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the other person is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the yeah. full person is full relationship can't be there. So yeah, they'll you know. So I'll see like you know. I I think there are. I don't necessarily know if they're of what the types the partners are, but I've seen dynamics where, um, people have like a very strong thing, but and there's like a there's a life before that partner and life after that partner dynamic for some people. They'll and then they'll go like to like kind of like safe person after mm-hmm. yeah somebody yeah. who's like easy and safe or something right and it's like okay well it's it's not as world shaking and <laughs> not as all this other shit but it's easy right and i can i can actually feel like i'm in the relationship and so it's like that's wow. what people with a lot of rejection need to like just be mindful of is that yeah you got him you possessed him now you gotta like it's like you get the possession part and then he's gotta like kind of uh, almost like like then there, then there's the surrender part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, there, the the issue is that at least okay, I can say that you get if I get a strong hit of this possession dynamic, uh, and then this person, you know, this lopsided dynamic, and person wants to change the dynamic so that it's you know more of a, of a real connection. That that is so disorienting. It feels like I've said this before, but it feels like starting over because mm-hmm. that, that rejection dynamic, I was so, I was getting high on it. And I thought, you know, this is, this is so hot and, and I feel so necessary and needed and I'm activating this person's experience. And, and of course it's like a parental one-sided thing that eventually once you want a real relationship, it feels, it doesn't feel as compelling anymore. So it's like, you're trying to like find, you know, where, how can I, uh, feel that same level of possession or, you know, this potency that I'm looking for. But then it's like, you know, you're sort of discounting having a two way connection with this <laughs> right. person. Right. Yep. And, and so, yeah, it can be this, it can be a just really destabilizing, uh, disorienting kind of thing. Because, you know, the rejection type is attached to that dynamic, that possession dynamic. And so you have the person, but you don't actually, you don't actually have them. It's like they're trapped in, <laughs> it's like, yeah. they're in your dungeon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've just been, yeah, it's just been like disturbing to sort of like come to terms with this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. No, this is good. Yeah. It's, it's like the, I mentioned, you know, Courtney's, uh, Thing that she told she observed about frustration where it's like like in four like you know you didn't see me you didn't show me how to function so i'm gonna fucking do it myself i'm gonna do it my way mm-hmm. and 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 there's that sentiment but there's an insecurity because i'm like a kid you know the frustration it's like 
the little kid didn't get his needs met. And now the little kid part of me is like trying to do what the adult should have provided. So there's like, you know, the, mm -hmm. there's, there's an insecurity about my identity as mm -hmm. before. Because still or, a kid. Yeah. There's insecurity. Yeah. yeah. Or there's insecurity as about my goodness or structuredness or whatever as one. Mm. And for seven, you know, it's also like, uh, getting, getting my shit met. It's get like, I, I still don't want to know what I'm doing. So there's like, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no, you gotta let me have my candy. Cause I, you know, like there's not that sense of adult internalized adult. Like this is how, this is what I need. And this is how I know I need to get it. It's like, mm. no, that's what I need. That's what I need. That's what I need. So anyway the flimsiness of all that and then like the flimsiness of rejection like the you know the loneliness and just the flimsiness of of attachment they're just like yeah yeah it's just yeah. for me at least what's coming up is just like how absolutely flimsy our ego strategies are yeah and you know like this i think is really good because um yeah we have been going so hard on detachment and, <laughs> and we've just been you know i'm sure like i think I think people who actually listen to this pod, not just fucks on Reddit, um, know how much we like love and respect attachment types. Yeah, yeah. And we've also been just like dissecting the fuck out of them mm. ruthlessly. And so then, you know, to, to do that to rejection and like, you know, we got another dive into frustration. But uh, it's like, I, I just think the, the just humiliating everybody thing is really good. Yeah. We're all getting, we're all getting these fucking pain. We're all getting this. Like yeah. I, I, and I really appreciate the people who've uh, given feedback on this rejection series, like everywhere. Like it's been one of our most popular um, episodes that we've done, and um, I mean it's been a big deal for me personally because mm -hmm. I mean I'm I'm recognizing certain like really n dark things about the way that I view myself and view every dynamic, and of course you know there's this like eight thing of this is the way my expansiveness shows up in the world and realizing that, but it's also realizing how, um, I'm, I'm not able to see all of things. I mean, I, I mm -hmm. default to even in the middle of a conversation, like, or even an idea or a concept, it's always the, what's the most potent, you know, leverage point here that can be expanded and blown up. Um, and, and so just like how, how much am I missing? of myself of others or of attraction dynamics or uh, if i'm just looking for the most potent leverage point in anything that i'm doing so just uh it's just been a really eye-opening sort of like a really unsettling realization about like my type structure yeah totally i was coaching somebody and they were an attachment type, but they said, man, I can like their mom is a two or something. And it was like, mm -hmm. I think they said something like, I know that everybody says their mom's a two, but like, <laughs> I'm seeing this, the, the rejection stuff you guys are talking about and it makes complete sense and trying to attach to somebody who's rejection. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. hard. It's right. hard because I see that my, my sister and my mom mm -hmm. where it's like the attachment type wants like a wide open door. Mm -hmm. You know, like a mutually flowing uh, Mobius strip of uh, connection, mm -hmm. and but and then both the parties adapting, both parties yeah, adapting, yeah, par yeah, parties adapting, and it's like um, it's not penetration; it's like mm -hmm. our rivers start to blend together. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The colors start to mix, and uh, but then a rejection offering like a pretty narrow opening, and so. 
like the ways that re- the attachment will feel missed or frustrated or limit themselves to adapt to the limited rejection type is, yeah. is pretty interesting. Uh, true, right. Yeah. I think I uh, shared this with you guys, but it seemed like it might be obvious, but it was, you know, really personally clarifying for me. Like, I know Xander came on here and shared with us uh, attachment to disconnect, which was a huge piece in the puzzle of attachment. And because the disconnect is what ensures that there is an adaptation. And I was like, but the thing that ensures that there's a disconnect in the first place is this thing that we initially noticed about attachment ties of just assuming that we're on the same page. (laughs) Yes. Because if we assume that we're on the same page, it inevitably leads to a disconnect, which the assumption is that once we, once we land on a disconnect, that we're both going to adapt to each other. And we're again going to assume that we're on the same page, which starts the cycle again. And so the assumption of sameness, I was, you know, reflecting on this, like, um, you know, we talked about that on the live pod, like what is in the hexat type of attachment type or attachment fixes doing the thing about the DJ is like, I, the DJ seven is assuming that the crowd is going to light or the other is <laughs> going to like what I like. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to this vibe, this, they're, they're going to love it. And I'm also expecting that there is going to be some level of disconnect. And when that arises, I'm going to adapt to them and they're going to adapt to me uh-huh. and we're going to get on the same vibe and we're just going to keep doing that again. And so right. it's like a, a hexad, a hexad type would with attachment fixes is expecting to play this game of we're all on the same page. We're going to run into a disconnect and we're both going to adapt to each other. And we're just going to keep doing that again and again and again and again. <laughs> 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 but that brought cycles. Yeah. But that brought it home for me. Like, oh, okay. The assume uh, not assumption of sameness. I think we talked to Josh and um, Alexandra, and they added some new nuance to that. Like assumption of being on the same page. Maybe some attachment ties can come here and you know talk about that. But there's an assumption of some kind of we're we're on the same wavelength here, even though to some degree we're trying not. to accomplish the same right, like, right. thing, which is relatedness and attaching. Right. Yeah. But inevitably, that leads to a disconnect. But that's okay. We're just going to adapt through that disconnect and reassume that we're on the same page again and just keep doing that together. And that that just creates attachment. That's what attachment is. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Yeah, let's uh, find a time for Courtney uh, next week. All right, dudes. All right, this was good. There you go. All right. Yeah, David, send me the the recording. Yep. All right. Okay. Later, guys. All right, bye.